You're listening to a message from Victory Dumaguete. Today we are concluding our series called Add to Heart. Before we go to our text for today, I think it's very clear on the onset that we're talking about our giving as a form of worship, isn't it? We were saying that our attitude towards finance, our attitude towards wealth is actually an indication of the condition of our heart. This is an aspect in our life as Christians that we have to look into. If you remember last Sunday, we did say that there are many indicators or many ways at which we can worship God. That is one way at which we all worship God. There are different ways at which we honor God. But one sure and telling way for us to really know or assess ourselves whether we are really God-honoring people or God-honoring Christians is in this aspect of our life, if we pass this aspect of our life. Today, we will look into Mark chapter 12. We will be reading just a few verses here today as our main uh, text, but we will have to refer to some verses prior to Mark chapter 12 to understand the context of what we're talking about. We're going to be looking into Mark chapter 12, verses 41 down to verse 44. It says here, And he sat down opposite the treasury, and watched the people putting money into the offering box. Many rich people put in large sums, and a poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which make a penny. And he called his disciples to him and said to them, Truly, I say to you, he says, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the offering box. For they all contributed out of their abundance, But she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. What we have here in Mark chapter 12, verses 41 to 44, I would assume that most, if not all of us, have read these verses. Why? It's actually safe to say, or it's safe to assume that this is perhaps as popular as John chapter 3, verse 16. This is a story that we have heard over and over again. And what we endeavor to do here is to look at this, not to change the narrative of the story, but I'd like first to look the underlying meaning of these verses for us to fully understand what Jesus was talking about. Sure, this is a popular passage that we have here today, but there are certain things that we have to consider for us to fully understand this text. First, to look into this, we have to consider a few things. First, Every time you look into Mark chapter 12, verses 41 down to verse 44, we have to consider the setting of this narrative, the setting of this story. First, before that, gusto ko lang po sabihin na this is not a parable. This is a narrative. This is something that was really written down as something that has really happened. So this isn't a parable. This is, ne- this is not like one of those. So first, I'd like for us to understand the setting of this story. In Mark chapter 12, verse 35, it says here, And as Jesus taught in the temple... He said, how can the scribes say that the Christ is the son of David? Right? So it gives us a picture that, first things first, the setting of this was in the temple courts, the temple area rather. Jesus here was actually in a teaching mode. This isn't one of those stories wherein Jesus was walking with his disciples and together with all of his followers and then he noticed something. It isn't like that. This is not the Zacchaeus kind of story. Here, we understand that Jesus here was really bent on teaching people something. Catch it? So he was at the temple area while all of these things were happening. Second, here, 
Jesus actually in this context was actually shredding, for the lack of a better term. He was running after the scribes for their supposed wrong practices. Here we see that Jesus was doing something or saying something against the scribes at that time. For what reason? First, he was going after the scribes. He was, quote-unquote, reprimanding them for several reasons. Number one, because of false piety. We will understand it later. It's okay. It's too early for us to understand perhaps ano bang meaning ng piety. Malalaman natin yung mamaya. That's one reason why Jesus was telling actually his disciples, here's what he was saying, do not be like the scribes. That's what he was saying. Sabi niya sa mga disciples niya, do not do what they were doing, that they're doing. And the first thing that they were doing was they were exhibiting or showing, manifesting false piety. Let me just say this. This is not to generalize all the scribes during Jesus' time. Not all scribes during his times were practicing this. I just want to clarify that. Secondly, they wanted the seat of honor. The scribes wanted the seats of honor. The scribes wanted to be seen. If there's a feast, there's a service, whatever is happening in the city, the scribes should always be at the forefront of all of those things. Are folks catching this? Third, they were devouring the widows' houses. Now, I'm not saying that they're like termites. That's not the case. That's actually in the text that we're going to be looking at here, one of the texts. They were devouring the widows' houses. Well, let's try to understand this. Look at this. Mark chapter 12, verse 38 to 40. Here's what it says. And in his teaching, like what I told you, he was in a teaching mode. In his teaching, here's what Jesus said. He says, beware of the scribes. Beware of the scribes, my friends, he was like saying, who like to walk around in long robes and like greetings in the marketplaces and of the best seats in the synagogue and the places of honor at feast who devour widows' houses in pretense make long prayers. They will receive the greater condemnation. Here, let's try to talk about the scribes first. Who were the scribes? Now, some Pharisees were scribes. Some scribes were Pharisees. Catch it? To a certain extent, you know, scribes hold the distinction of working or they have the power to work on legal documents. That's part of the work of the scribes. Look at this one. The scribes, they had the knowledge of the law, the law of Moses, of course, the Mosaic law, and could draft legal documents like contracts for marriage. So civil registrar, scribes, right? Divorce, even loans, they are the ones working on this. Inheritance, mortgages, the sale of land. Diba? So pati registry of deeds, nasa scribes rin. This is like a one-stop shop for all your legal documents. Some of you are lawyers. You know what I'm talking about. Now here we have here, every single thing that you need to accomplish in the city that falls under the category of the work of the scribes. Interesting, right? That these are the work of the scribes. So going back to that verses, Mark chapter 12, verse 30 to 40. Look at this one. First, I said that they were displaying false piety. They have the best seats in the synagogues and the places of honor. They wanted the attention. And the next one, it says here, they were devouring the widow's houses. And they have a pretense for making long prayers. Makikita natin mamaya, they were displaying false piety. Now, here's the first question. What I wanted to zero in, at least at this point, is the third one. In what sense, why am I zeroing on the third one? Because our story here is about the poor widow. 
So we're simply backtracking from Mark chapter 12, and we're going to Mark chapter 12, verse 13 to 40. So in what sense were they abusing, exploiting, devouring the widow's houses? Here, I told you a while ago, they're in charge of some legal, legal manners. First, they have exploited the widows by what? By favoring powerful, powerful people. Have you ever been in a certain agency, and then you were in line for like an hour and a half? You know what I'm talking about? And then you just see some people come in without falling in line, and they go out after five minutes with their documents. What does that make you feel? To a certain extent, that's what we have here. They were exploiting the widows by favoring the powerful people. Here's another one. Bakit tina-target nila yung mga widows? Bakit kaya? They were targeting the widows because they had no husband to protect them. So if you at that time is a widow, you don't have a husband, you are rendered powerless. Socially speaking, you are powerless. In fact, you're going to be having a difficult time making ends meet if you are a widow at that time. Here's another thing. Look at this. They have required 30% tithe from the widows. So we're talking about they're now, because they cannot work, they're the poorest of the poor now, and then they're required to give 30% of their tithe in their context. That's on top of the tax levied upon them. Here's another thing. They have accepted payments from widows for legal aid and advice. So walang pro bono. Huh? Widow ka, poor ka, walang pro bono. I still accept your payment. Take note of this. If you understand the Old Testament, you know for a fact that God's heart are for the widows. There are several instances in the Old Testament, even in the New Testament, where God was specifically talking about the widows, that you have to care for the widows. And here's a group of people who fully understands the law, that instead of protecting them, they were actually exploiting them. Here's another thing. They have cheated the widows in their roles as guardians of their husband's estates. So it's like, you don't have a husband anymore. Don't worry. We're here for you. We're going to work it out for you. So all the legal papers would belong to them. And then the widows would suddenly find out that their 650 square meters of property is now just 50 square meters. Uh, where has the 600 square meter gone? Oh, it now belongs to this group of people. Sold to a group of people. And then they will be just given explanations like, ah, tax declaration lang kasi yan and all of these things. You know what I'm talking about. So these people have exploited, they have abused the hospitality of widows. That time, the hospitality of widows, they would welcome people in their homes. They have abused this by asking so much from the widows. Another thing, marami to. They have mismanaged the widows' estates. You want to hear some worse things? Look at this. They have taken money from the widows for what? For lengthy prayers made on their behalf. Have you ever had friends text you, please do pray for me? Do you reply to them how much? We don't do that, right? And that's what we have here. No husband. Um, please do pray for us. All right, we're going to pray for you. You know what? We prayed for you for 35 minutes. Here's the invoice. That's what we have here. Here's another thing. They have taken the widow's houses as pledges for debts that could not be paid. Yes, they're poor, couldn't make ends meet sometimes, 
Because of that, they cannot pay their bills. Sorry na lang po, pero yung bahay nyo, amin na. That's what we have here. Alright? So that's the context. Jesus was specifically looking at this group of scribes. And He was telling His disciples, beware of those scribes. Because of what they did to the widows, I'd like for you to beware of them. So that's the context of our story here. So that brings us to our passage, which is Mark chapter 12, verse 41 to 44. Now look, in reading Mark chapter 12, verse 41 to 44, um, a lot of times we think that this is a story between the rich people and the poor widow. And that's not the entirety of it. We will understand, if you simply read Mark chapter 41, verse 44, oh, it's a story about the rich people and the poor widow. No, that's not the case. Because Mark chapter 12, verse 41 to 44 is actually a story between the poor widow, the rich people, and the scribes. Alright, so let's read this now. And he sat down opposite the treasury and watched the people putting money into the offering bags. Many rich people came and put in large sums. And a poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which makes a penny. If you look at this in our current day conversion, this is one of 64th of the minimum wage. Ek, para saan yun? Pangkendi? Right? So look at this. And a poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which make a penny. And he called his disciples to him and said to him, Truly I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the offering box. For they all contributed out of their abundance, but she, the poor widow, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had in order for her to live on. Let's look at verse 41 says, And he sat down at the treasury and watched people putting money into the offering box. Many rich people put in large sums. What did Jesus do? First, we see that Jesus sat down opposite the treasury. This was not a random conversation. I already mentioned this a while ago. This wasn't like Jesus was walking. Then, oi, that's Zacchaeus. It's not something like that. Here, we have a picture that Jesus here actually was sitting right across the treasury. That's what the Bible says. So while he was sitting there, it gives us a picture that this was not a random encounter or random instruction or random teaching. Like what I said a while ago, Jesus was in a teaching mode. He sat right across the treasury and then he was observing. It says here, and he watched the people putting money into the offering box. Many people put in large sums. So this was not like a scientific observation. If you're doing scientific observation, you don't want to miss out one detail. One detail can deviate whatever answer that you may come up with. This was observation, keen observation, with the intent to draw a conclusion. Just imagine this, Jesus was looking specifically at the treasury. This was observation with the intent of being able to draw a conclusion. Right, so he was in a teaching mode as we understand. So in this aspect, it gives us a picture that he was in a teaching mode. So if he was in a teaching mode, he sat right across the treasury. Here's the question. What is the teaching all about? Certainly we know the answer. It's all about money. All about wealth. So here we see that Together with the past two Sundays, this is one of those things. 
wherein we see that the scripture gives us a clear picture that, like what I said a while ago, the attitude of our heart towards finance, towards money, speaks volumes about the condition of our heart. Whether you consider yourself a rich man or a poor man, this story is for you. Moving forward, in this instance, we see him positioning himself opposite the temple treasury. It says here, he sat down opposite the treasury and watched the people putting money into the offering box. Wow. Let's try to understand this. This is an important detail that we have to understand. So here's Jesus opposite the treasury. On the east side of the temple area is what we call the women's court. Now in this women's court is where we find the treasury. In the treasury, take note of this one, there are 13 receptacles. There were 13 offering boxes. There were 13 receptacles so that when people come, their offering will fall in into a certain designated receptacle for their specific offering. Catch it? Whatever you bring, may paglalagyan yan. So there were 13 of those. I'd like for you to have that in your mind right now. So there's like 13 receptacles there. And here's Jesus having fun. He's just looking at that. All of those 13 receptacles and the people lining up putting their offering back there. And he says here, and he sat down opposite the treasury and he watched the people putting money into their offerings. He was watching people giving their offering. Would you be comfortable? I mean, what was Jesus doing? Will it make you comfortable if you're withdrawing in BPI ATM and you see someone 10 meters away looking at you? What was Jesus doing? Would Jesus approach them and say, oh, Hold up. That's how it looks like. What was Jesus doing here? He was watching these lines of people in 13 receptacles. Man, this is crazy. As early as this, we can draw two things. Okay, these are not my main points. First, I want you to understand. Jesus was sitting across the treasury. And he was observing people giving their offering. Here's what I want us to understand. First, do not for a second think that God does not know this. Gives me picture, friends, that, oh, if this is the case, then, dalawa lang ang reaction dito. Either matakot ka or matuwa ka. It's either you will be glad or you will understand, okay, wait a second. I have to do something about this aspect of my life. With the manner you live your life, generally, let's not talk about giving first. It gives us a picture that we should not be thinking for a second that God does not notice us. Friends, take note of this one. Especially if you're a Christian, I'd like for you to understand that we are not random objects in the sight of God. Here's another thing that you need to know. We are not random objects, and guess what? We are under the scrutiny of the eyes of God. I'll bring it now in the aspect of offering, in the aspect of wealth, in the aspect of tithing, in the aspect of finance in our life. Look at this one. Jesus watches our giving. Like what I said, we are all under the scrutiny of his eyes. When I was in college, 
I remember I bought myself my own forceps, something like that. This is a bit weird. So I'll pick every weird insect that I can see and try to look into that insect under the microscope. Like I will try to the wings and put it under the microscope and check it out. That's weird. So anyway, um, let's go to verse 41. It actually didn't work. Okay, verse 41. Okay, so he sat down opposite the treasury and watched the people putting money into the offering bags. Look at this one. It says here, many rich people put in large sums. Catch it? So he was there, was observing, and one of his observations, you know this, right? Like what I was mentioning a while ago. In scientific method, you do observation first. So one of his observations was, what do we have here? Many rich people put in large sums of money. What does it say about rich people in this context? They were putting in large sums of money. Here's the problem with us. A lot of times, we read these verses, and our heart is always for the poor widow. Our heart goes for the poor widow. And then, we look at the rich people, and we feel like these rich people are evil people. Does it even mention that? It simply says that these rich people were putting in large sums of money. So we have to be careful not to make assumptions. We have to be careful not to put meaning into something that isn't there. Catch it? So the poor widow was commanded by Jesus, Oh, I guess the rich people here are all evil. At least in this text right here, in this narrative, that's not what it says. So when we consider its context, we understand that Jesus was actually drawing conclusions from the stories of the scribe and the poor widow. Damay lang yung rich people dito. Damay lang yung rich people sa story na to. Alright, so let's try to look at this now. More than the rich people and their offerings, Jesus would want us to actually understand the story or the contrast. Here's one good thing that we can see in the scripture. We would see a lot of contrast. Jesus would make a lot of contrast between these people and that people. So here we have a contrast between what? The attitude of the scribes and the attitude of the poor widow. That's what we have here. So first one, it is actually a contrast between false piety and true piety. So here is the question now. What is piety? You know, piety simply means great devotion or godliness. We don't normally use this word because this word has been perhaps abused or misunderstood. So sometimes we think this person is a pious person because he looks pious. He looks holy. Mukhang banal, pious yan. So look at this one. This is a story of contrast between the scribes and the poor widow. First one is a contrast between true piety and false piety. What is piety? Great devotion or godliness. Now here's the thing. You cannot manufacture piety. Because piety is a fruit that comes out of our life. In fact, let's see what false piety looks like. Alam niyo po, paikot-ikot lang tayo sa mga verses ito. Let's see what false piety looks like. Mark chapter 12, verse 30 to 40. In his teaching, he said, Beware the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and like greetings in the marketplaces. And of the best seats in the synagogue and the places of honor at feast, who devour widows' houses, and look at this one, and for a pretense make long prayers, they will receive the greater condemnation. Okay, why do they practice, in what sense do they practice false piety here? In a pretense, they make long prayers. There you go, that's one. 
For the scribes in this context, their prayer is a show. They pray to show off. You know what I love about victory people? When you talk about victory people, ang prayer po ng mga victory people, sobrang heartfelt. Father God, Lord God, Father God, Lord God, Father God, Lord God. Minsan may tayo sa ganun. Here, we have here long prayers that gives us a picture that this is actually a show. It's something like this. Have you ever met, perhaps? Well, not to judge people, of course. Uh, or perhaps this is something that you have done. Okay, taas kayo tamuampo, pero kusog tamamalikas. Holy kayo tatanawon. Limpyo kayo tatanawon pag Sunday. Long sleeves and everything. Pero hugaw tagbaba. That's what false piety looks like. That is what we have here. Your piety is good. Uh, piety is a godly virtue. But it can be wrongly used. Okay, in fact, look at this one. Jesus gave a warning. Hey, Jesus gave a, raw, uh, a warning about the practice of wrong piety. Look at this one. Matthew chapter 6, verse 1 to 18. It says here, Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Look at this one. Here's what Jesus said. Thus when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Catch it? It's something like this. Oi, um, sir, I want to give you this as my gift for you. Ano sabi ni sir? Uy, thank you. Ah. Sobrang gutom ako ngayon. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, sir, wait, sir. Picture muna. Smile, sir. Sir, smile. Friends, well, of course, you know, I'd like for you to know that I'm not picking on people. At the end of the day, we have to look at the motives of our heart. Nag- ECQ tayo, nag-GCQ tayo, and I said this in one of our services, you know, I really want to thank the church people for their kindness and generosity, for supporting other people's business, even in the church. Some of them are on social media, some are not in social media, nonetheless, totally God-honoring. He says further, but when you give to the needy, do not left your, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. So that, in your, so that your giving may be in secret. I love that. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, you must not, like, you must not uh, be like the hypocrites for they love to stand and pray in the synagogue and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. But when you pray, it says here, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will reward you. That's self-explanatory. But let me just add to that. I think the past 10 years, the Christian community, the church community, generally speaking, I feel like we've lost something to a certain extent. You know what we've lost? We've lost our secret moments with God. Nawala na tayo ng kwento na tayo lang tsaka si Lord. Alanang ganun. Bakit? 
kasi kailangan lagi nakabroadcast. Kailangan alam ng buong mundo. Are folks catching this? And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. I mentioned a while ago that this account in Mark chapter 12, verse 41 to 44, is not Jesus pitting the rich people against the poor, the poor widow or the poor widow against the rich people. That's not the case. So this is not like an anti-wealthy people message. No, that's not what we're talking about. What we have to zero in here is Jesus' commendation of the poor widow. In contrast, look at this. Let's look at what true piety looks like. Look at this one. Mark chapter 12, verse 42 to 43. And a poor widow came and put in two small copper coins, which make a penny. And he called his disciples to him and said to them, Truly I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the offering box. Wow. Interesting. I'd like for us to understand something for a while, okay? So first, um, here's, here's another question. How in the world did Jesus knew that the poor widow gave two small copper coins? How in the world did Jesus know that he was, he was sitting here? How in the world? Call these disciples, look at that widow. She gave two, two small copper coins. How in the world did, she, did he know that? You know why is that so? Because, look at this. Before you get to the offering box, you will have to pass through a priest. And the priest is there, the priest is there standing or sitting down on a table. And he would be what? He would be receiving all the offerings to what? To inspect them. And the reason why that specific priest would inspect the offering is that he's the one in charge of giving directions as to which receptacle your offering belongs to. Right? So here comes, I'd like for you to use your imagination. Here comes the rich people bringing in their large sums of money. Ah, sir, sir, bye-bye, patabang kay bugat kaayo. Put it on the table, bang! Oh, this much offering? That receptacle with a big bangag, you put it there. Next, poor widow comes, puts in two small copper coins. What does the priest say? Uh, is there a camera? Is this a prank? Labas uh, kung prank That's it, two small copper coins? All right, um, put it there. Yeah, lagay mo dun. Okay, so isa-isa lang to. Pagpasok niya doon, ilagay niya na. Ano sasabihin ng priest? Ah, sige, pakilagay na. Ah, tapos na po. Ah, okay, tapos na ba? Hindi ko narinig. Walang tunog. Walang tunog. Walang 
It was at this instance that Jesus called his disciples. So look at this one. I'm not exaggerating because look at this one. There is actually a rabbinic literature that contains an interesting parallel to this in which a priest looks scornfully at a woman's gift of a handful of flour. In rabbinic literature, God speaks to him and tells him, hey, you gotta accept that offering. That's why I'm saying it's, I'm not exaggerating because here's a story in rabbinic literature wherein a woman puts in flour. Anong insulto niya? Anok, baker? And so most likely, it's actually safe to assume that, you know, the priest scorned the poor widow's offering. Knowing their background in Mark chapter 12, verse 38, most likely the priest scorned his offering and Jesus heard it. Jesus heard this incident right here. And here's what it says. He begins by saying, truly I say to you, you read the Gospels, every time Jesus says, truly I say to you, pay attention. Do you folks realize that when I said a while ago that when Jesus was sitting across the temple, he was on his own? You know why? Because Bible says, he called his disciples. Peter, come here. Guys, come here. Come here. He gathered them together. And here's what he says. You see that poor widow right there? Truly I say to you. He has given more than the rich people. Which leads us to our last point here, which is a contrast between sacrificial giving and self-indulgence. The self-indulgence of the scribes and the sacrificial giving of the poor widow. I'm going to end with this. Mark chapter 12, verse 44. It says here, For they all contributed out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all that she had to live on. In Mark chapter 12, verse 30 to 40, we go back to the verse, beware of the scribes who like to walk around in long robes and like greetings in the marketplaces and of the best seats in the synagogues and the places of honor. Look at this one, at feasts. Well, this is crazy, you know why? Because here you have the scribes. Accordingly to Jesus, in Mark chapter 12, verse 30, they love wearing long robes. Bakit kaya? Why do they want to wear long robes? So that people can distinguish them. So that when they're out there in the marketplace, uy, they subscribe, they subscribe. You know why? Because they love people calling them Rabbi. Hey, Rabbi. Good morning, Rabbi. Good afternoon, Rabbi. You need anything, Rabbi? Then it says also that they love the seats of honor. Sit A, number one. That's mine. Not just that, it says here, they love the places of honor at feasts. Meron ba kayong kaibigan na laging nauuna sa lechon? Hindi ko sinasabi parang inascribes yun. But I'm talking about this. That's what we have here. The scribes would want to be at the presidential table always. Pag wala sa presidential table, offended. I don't feel important. Self-indulgent. Exploited the poor widows. 
reduced the land to this small who benefits from that the rich people at that time benefited from that and the rich people in turn will give them favor self-indulgence many of us one of our prayers is for us to be generous is it right i have not heard anyone not wanting to be a generous person I feel like everyone wants to be generous. Do you folks realize that if you cut to a certain extent spending on yourself, then that's one practical way to be generous. In contrast, it says here in verse 44, but she out of her poverty has put in, look at this one. I'd like first to look at this. Has put in what? Has put in everything she had crazy all she had to live on it's like whew, after this I've got nothing you know what it means the picture is like this I'll give this I have nothing I am fully dependent on God that my friend is faith That's why Jesus commended her for her faith. Huh? Two small copper coins? More than the bags of large sums of money that other people brought? How come? What we're looking at here, if you ask that question, then you're looking at the monetary value. But what you don't understand here is that, do your folks realize that if she had given one copper coin instead of two, that is actually commendable? Because to give one copper coin, that's 50% of her tithe. But she gave everything. This is not a message to tell us to give our everything, of course. But I'd like first to look at the faith of this woman right here. That why in the world would Jesus command her? Certainly there's a reason why. There's a reason why Jesus would command her. This was sacrificial giving in action. And look at this one. I want to end with this. And this is really interesting. What chapter are we looking at here? Mark chapter 12. What did Jesus say about her? She gave everything. And Jesus commended her for that. Mark chapter 12. Now look at this. If we backtrack a little bit, Two chapters prior to Mark chapter 12 is actually a story of a man who tells Jesus, Jesus, I want to follow you, Jesus. I want to follow you, Jesus. Look at this one. Mark chapter 10, verse 21. It says here, Jesus, I want to follow you. Here's what Jesus says. Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, you like one thing? Go sell all that you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. We know how that story ended. That man went away sad. Why? Because, Lord, I simply cannot do it. I can't. I can't. Then Jesus was like saying, then you can't follow me. It's not saying that everyone who's going to follow me will have to give up everything. It's not the point. 
the point here is that Jesus identifies the idols in our life. Jesus identifies who your God really is. That if you want to consider Him and submit to Him as your Lord and Savior, then you will have to give this up. You will have to give this up. Then follow Him. Love is story. She gave it her all. Earlier, I said that fundamentally, the story here is about our heart of worship. If you are a worshiper, then these things shouldn't be an issue in your life. Drawing a specific application. I know that stories like this can have different applications in our life. But I want to draw out a specific application for all of us as a church community. Um, God in the scriptures expressed concerns for widows. Deuteronomy chapter 14 verse 29, Psalm chapter 68 verse 5, Psalm chapter 146 verse 9, Isaiah chapter 1 verse 17, Jeremiah chapter 7 verse 6, Jeremiah chapter 49 verse 11. And God in scripture criticizes those people who would mistreat widows. Isaiah chapter 1 verse 23, Ezekiel chapter 22 verse 7, Zechariah chapter 7 verse 10, Malachi chapter 3 verse 5. What is my point? As a church community, we have to be a church community. And as a church community, I'd like for you to understand this. It would be good for us to be on the lookout for churchmates who are in need of help. Most especially those who are doing solo parenting. Those uh, solo parents, solo moms, even solo dads. I hope and pray that we will be a church, will be on the lookout for some help that they might need, some assistance that they might need. The widow in this story was exploited because. Uh, no one to turn to. I hope the solo parents in this church can turn to every single one of us. Amen. Can turn to us and allow us to be their first option. Even in this Christmas season. Na-realize nyo ba? Ang hirap mag-grocery pagdating ng second week of December. So assistance could be, can I help you with your grocery? Would you want me to buy these things for you? Can I fall in line for you? Do you need anything at SSS? Anything you need at BIR, I can fall in line for you? You folks catching this? And to draw up an application for the entire sermon series, first week, second week, third week, allow me to invite all of you in our endeavor as a church, you know, we are putting up our own building. Victory Dumagete building is rising at the Dumagete Business Park Incorporated. It's going to be a two-story building that can house or seat 565 people in one service. 
in this aspect because as a church we advance God's kingdom together because as a church we will reach and disciple the cities and the nations together then I want to invite everyone to be part of what God is doing through this ministry if you consider this your local church then I invite you don't you worry we're not gonna assign anyone to look after your offering We're not going to scorn the things that we give. But when you and the Lord, I simply invite you to be part of what God is doing in this ministry. The nature of this city is quite interesting. I told you this over and over again. I'm not from here, by the way. But I know for a fact that, you know what, this city, and dami pong tao. You know, people come here to study and then they live afterwards. They go to London, they go to Denmark, they go to Hungary, they go to Australia. Meaning to say, it gives us a picture, friends, Victory Dumaguete, that we can actually take part in what God is doing in the nations of the world when we disciple people here in this city. That's why we are putting up a facility that can actually do that and help us accomplish that goal. Amen? We are doing what we call Victory Dumaguete project presentations through Zoom. Meaning to say, we invite people online on Zoom. And in this project presentation, we present the entire project. We tell everyone the different kinds of rooms, the amount of rooms, what the building is going to look like. And we answer questions in that project presentation. And here's the thing. We want to invite you to be part of these project presentations. We're doing this by batches. We are done with the first batch. So here, if you're interested to join these project presentations, Charmaine, our finance officer, kindly text her and tell her, I want to be part of the project presentation. Please add me in. Give me the Zoom link. Schedule me. I'd like to see what this project is all about. You just heard a message from Victory Dumaguete. For more messages like these, or to access other resources, please visit victorydumaguete.org or like our page on Facebook.